This week's episode of the Living Strong Podcast is brought to you by Canadian Protein. Are you guys tired of spending so much money on your supplements and not getting the best quality out there? Well, Canadian Protein has changed the game. They offer the best quality in supplements and in protein, all in bulk packaging and at a fraction of the price. I've been using their plant-based protein for months now. It's the best tasting protein I've ever had. They have so many different flavors and it's not at all chalky. If you guys want to get your hands on some Canadian protein supplements, head on over to canadianprotein.com and use code LIVINGSTRONGPOD at checkout for 10% off your first order. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Strong Podcast. This week, I get to sit down with Ian Morgan all the way from Chile. Ian originates from New Zealand and started running at a young, a young age, but for about 20 years of his life, he let it go and his body took a toll because of it. In 2014, he started running again and uh, it really changed his life completely. He went from unhealthy to fit, healthy and free. Uh, it's a really a remarkable story and it's just covering the very base of his crazy uh, transformation and story. So I really hope you guys enjoy this one. Welcome to the Living Strong Podcast. Join us every Thursday as we sit down and discuss with your everyday and professional athletes, trainers, and health and fitness experts. Our goal is to inspire and challenge you to become the best version of you that can be. Welcome back to another episode of the Living Strong Podcast. And this week I got a special guest, Ian Morgan. He's from far, far away, guys. So we're on a uh, line right now, and we're going to get this podcast going. Ian, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? I'm doing great. You? Yeah, good, good. Another beautiful day here in Santiago. Got to have a nice run today. So, um, yeah, feeling good. When you have a nice run, every day is good, right? <laughs> it sure is, man. It sure is. So, um, Ian, tell me a bit about yourself. Uh, give us a brief uh, background about you. Okay, brief, uh, brief background. Let's see. Uh, at the moment, 49 years old. Here, getting closer to 50 now, actually. Um, born and raised in New Zealand. Nice. Uh, but now living, now living in Chile. Um, uh, I guess that's, that's a whole story in itself. Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, I started running. Um, well, I was a, a runner in, my, like, in high school. Uh, doing like um, cross country and, and some track stuff uh, and yep. athletics. And then I stopped running for, I don't know, 20, 20 odd years and started again in my mid 40s and somehow ended up um, uh, selling my business, or, um, selling everything I owned and ended up becoming like a full time traveling, ultra running sort of nomad i guess yeah <laughs> cool, yeah. cool yeah so uh what were you doing before uh the running world took you and sucked you in and made you sell everything and become a running nomad wow uh what, what, what was your what, life like what was my life like um well i was uh for many years i did engineering when i was younger i did that for i think about 12 years then i did then i was um, a businessman i owned properties uh, nice. I was a pro property investor, I guess, um, property investor, trader. Um, I, I've done all sorts of jobs. I, I think I, I've been a window cleaner. Like I said, I, uh, uh, 
Um, I've worked uh, washing cars on car yards, a businessman, a manager, uh, done all sorts of things. But I guess none of them were really, I, I did things for money. Um, and no, nothing really made me happy, but I always loved to run. I ran a lot as a kid. And then I sort of like uh, just fell back into it in my adult life. Uh, after a particularly stressful time in New Zealand, uh, we had some big earthquakes, uh, had some health issues. Uh, I got divorced. Uh, it was like a whole raft of things, one after the other, over a period of years. And I guess running, I wouldn't say like saved me, but it, it certainly changed my perspective on life, yeah. For sure, for sure. And running has a, a tendency to do that to a lot of people, right? So uh, based on your Instagram, your Instagram is very inspiring, by the way. Um, oh, thanks, every, man. Every so often you post some pictures of your before and your after. And I want to get into that because the, the change in your before and after is amazing. And that was one of the first reasons I actually I found you on Instagram through that. And, and I, I just followed you right away. And I, I, every day I see your post and it inspires me to either try to run further or maybe I'm thinking now of some doing, maybe doing an ultra. So you never know. That's right? cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, cool. So uh, why did you do such a drastic life change? What, what clicked in your mind that you needed a change and you needed to uh, shape things up? Okay. Uh, well, I, I think I mentioned before there were probably a number of reasons. Yeah. Uh, however, initially, um, we had uh, in uh, my hometown of Christchurch, New Zealand, we had a big earthquake in 2011, or 2010 and 2011. We had a couple of big earthquakes, actually. And we lost some houses. Um, business kind of went down the tubes uh, that I was doing at the time because there was uh, there was not much city left to do business in um, and at the time we were dealing with uh, insurance companies trying to get the money out of them uh, that's another whole story in itself uh, we had court cases we were taking them to court etc um, and and it was I think probably three years of, I mean, we lost our own house, so we had to live in uh, somewhere else for a while. We were living in a, a camper van for a bit. And this is like, we weren't like, um, uh, you know, we had multiple properties. It's not like we, we, we couldn't, um, we didn't have the resources, but, yeah. but no one was paying out very quickly. Uh, let's just say, yeah. um, so it was a very difficult, stressful time, uh, especially we, uh, I mean, at the time I, my kids were in school, um, their schools got destroyed twice. The, they, wow. first school got destroyed, then they moved to a new school and that got destroyed by the second earthquake. So it was just a, a very difficult, stressful time. Um, uh, my marriage at the time was going through difficulties. It, it was just, it eventually led to a divorce. Uh, it was just, really stressful point in my life and i remember one night um at this point i did no exercise at all i'd like to point out i drank beer ate burgers um not that there's anything wrong with that i still have the odd burger and the odd drink but um to excess i, I yeah. just didn't eat anything healthy and i was stressed overweight at the time and i was sitting on the couch one night watching tv after another day of, of uh, working through all these issues, drinking a beer, and I was just really unhappy, really stressed, really unhappy. And I, and just for some reason, a thought popped into my head of 
when was I happiest in my life? And it's when I was a kid, we used to live next to the hills. I used to go running in the hills a lot as a kid, like, like six hours, eight hours up in the hills for the day, you know? Um, uh, Different times, obviously as well. Uh, Those were the days when parents didn't uh, supervise you everywhere you went. All the kids just went out together and disappeared and did stuff. It's yeah. Yeah. Um, And yeah. So I just thought this is when I was happy and just this, I had this overwhelming feeling to just get up off the couch and run around the block. I don't know why. I, I can't explain it. I put the beer down. Uh, I said to my uh, now ex-wife at the time, I'm going. She said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to run around the, the block. She said, but it's crazy. You don't run. You look <laughs> at you. Uh, I was wearing like jeans and a shirt, I think. Uh, and I did. I went running in these jeans and these like not even running sneakers. Just I was just like some yeah, ooh, casual shoes. Yeah. yeah. And it just about killed me. I, I, just, I think I coughed up a lung, but it just something felt so right about it. I can't explain it. And, and then I just started from there running three or four times a week. Just, I don't know, 3K, 5K, like, like a couple of miles each time. And I just got more and more into it. And then I think the more I got into it, I thought, man, I need to change what I eat because what I'm eating is not like helping me run. I wasn't fueling it. It was, you know, um, so I started to look at my diet and my lifestyle, change what I eat. And, and like, it wasn't like some overnight transformation. It was, you know, over years, I would say. For sure. Um, yeah. And, and when, when all this happened, when, how old were you? So you said you're 49 years old now. When, how yeah, so this well, the earthquakes, it wasn't like straight after the earthquakes. It was probably about 2014, I think. So probably, like I said, we've been in court for a few years. Just, it was a building thing, you know, yeah. like the pre- pressure built, built, built. And I think, yeah, probably around 2014, 2000, yeah, it would be 2014. I think that's when I, I started to run and run a few races that year. Yeah, yeah. cool. So, but yeah. So you, you mentioned that you started off with the, the three to five Ks and then slowly adding mileage and mileage and mileage. But what yep. made you decide, well, this is not enough and I need to get into the ultra world? What? Well, well I, I guess I ran for a few years like uh, marathons and, yeah. and, and half marathons and that kind of thing. And then I did a couple of trail races, like shorter ones, like like uh, 30 30 something k 36 k you know there's yeah. less than a marathon and i just i was hooked i thought man you get to run in these beautiful places you don't have to run so fast you're not going through city streets and i thought well, is this like an actual thing and i didn't know anything about trail running um and uh and then people said hey you should do ultras and i'm like what's an ultra and they said it's anything a distance more than a marathon, but it's like you usually run in the mountains and the hills and yeah. everywhere. So I was like, okay, let's give that a go. <laughs> Just like that. Yeah. <clears throat> what was what was your first ultra race? Oh, geez. Um, let me think. I think it was. Oh, there was one in. I can't remember the name of it. A local one, Oxford Trail something. Um, or Motatapu, I think okay. was one of the early this ones. All in, all in New Zealand. In New Zealand, yeah, 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 all in New Zealand. Yeah, I, I, to be honest, I'd actually have to go back and have a look because I, I, I didn't like 
I kind of fell into it. So I didn't like make a, you know, it wasn't like I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. Yeah, I just, just started to run them. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, sort of, I think that's the best way of doing it. If you start planning too much for, for, especially for an ultra, since it's so demanding on the body and everything, I find that you do need to plan. You do need to train uh, yeah. for an ultra. But you also need to jump into it because if you don't jump into it and you you know plan it, you're gonna also psych yourself out. I'm not. Sure. I haven't exactly. done one yet. I can't really say. Yeah, I've no, done it's, one it's, yet, it's actually. Yeah, you're you're dead right. It, it. I think the first one or second one I did, I won second place, and it was so it's such a local race. The prize was like a. A ten dollar massage voucher or twenty dollars, <laughs> I can't remember, and a can of tuna. It's like, it's like you know, like super uh, country, yeah. low key, organized by the local sports club or something. Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I just love the vibe. So, nice, nice. but yeah, ultras, and I've found with each as each time I've increased the distance or the or the extremity of the race, it's just to not go into it over planned over trained i'm not saying don't plan you do need to plan but enjoy the experience you know learn from it have fun with it it's, it's not something you get right on the first go or the 10th go you just learn and adapt as you go yeah exactly and that's how i feel that the way the whole ultra scene is that's the way you have to just jump into it and take it for a ride as they say and uh so what what has what has been your longest uh, uh, race to the at the moment? What is your longest? Um, well, I've done. Uh, let's see. Uh, there's two types. Uh, I've done like one day ultras or ones that you do. You start and you yeah, finish. Yeah, twenty four hours. Twenty four hours plus um, like a uh, hundred milers. Uh, I think uh, in that case it will be a hundred miler will be my longest um, point to point sort of race. Uh, or there's these stage ones, which, which I've done, um, uh, which I think, think the longest is, was about 270 something Ks over four, four days. Yeah. And I've just oh, done one crazy. in Mexico actually, like two weeks ago, uh, 250 Ks in the Copper Canyons in Mexico, which is like, kind of like the Grand Canyon. I think it's a little bigger than the Grand Canyon. Um, oh up in the north of Mexico in like very remote um, country. Well, it yeah. must be so nice. Like the, the scenery must be so beautiful as well when you're running all these places. I could just, I could see it now. Oh, man, it's like uh, we've run in uh, like uh, South America, North America, Europe, yeah. um, um, the uh, Middle East, uh, sort of. Uh, all these different places are just amazing. Each place has its own special memories and and, and um, scenery that you, I don't know, you just have to experience it. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, so we're, we're talking about, uh, we were talking about a bit about your lifestyle before you transitioned <laughs> to running and all that. So you were seeing the beers, the, the, yeah. the burgers, the this, the that, the sitting on the couch. But what's, what's your lifestyle now? So if you could do, uh, if you could tell me a, a perfect <laughs> in your life what would it be okay a day in the life of ian uh let yeah. me think um oh uh, well wake up and have coffee that's always the first thing <laughs> always um a bit of a bit of a coffee addict well use the term addict loosely but yeah uh, i do love coffee um yeah. so wake up coffee um just like have some chill time uh friend and i usually just have a you know just a just the morning routine, chatting with each other. Uh, what have we got planned for the day? Da 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 da. Yeah. Wake up, coffee. Um, 
usually when I'm training for an event, I'll do like a small morning workout, uh, just 20 minutes, like a basic core routine, some yeah. free weights, et cetera, just to sort of get the body uh, iron out the kinks, um, as it were. And then I usually do, um, depending on what I'm training for, if it's a double run day or a single run day, if it's a single run day, I'll usually head out um, around about somewhere between nine and 10 okay. and do, do my run. So that might be, for instance, today I did, I don't know, three, almost four hours. Wow. Um, run. Um, how, many, the, how many miles are you going that four hours? Um, not so much today because it was an exploring a sort of a route to figure okay. out how to, how to get to this level. But I think about, uh, so 20, 26 K. So, um, well, um, but mostly mountains. over mountains mountains yeah. yeah 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 so um what would that be tw uh 18 no it'd be a bit less than 18 miles wouldn't it? about about yeah. 17 miles about i think miles, yeah. yeah yeah um so with about uh one two three about four four to five five thousand feet of climbing oh, yeah nice. yeah so uh, a more runnable one today um <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, not not so much. Uh, it's not so much climbing around here because uh, we have some big hills behind our yeah, house. I could just imagine. Could just um, yeah, so so yeah, so coffee, chat with Fran. I usually a quick look, uh, sort of half an hour, looking at the social media um, and emails and stuff. Just anything from around the world overnight. Yeah, then head out for the run, do the training, um, come back, refuel. Uh, I have like a recovery routine, do some rolling, some stretching, um, obviously eating something. Yeah, very important, uh, eating. And um, then it's sort of like usually more look, getting into the Instagram, looking at the social media side, do a post, respond to emails. You know, I mean, that can take up a few hours, to be honest. Yeah, sure. Um, <laughs> Uh, and then usually just an, an evening routine. Um, like I said, if it's a single run day, I'm done running for the day. I might just do like, um, like a 10, 15 minutes um, in the pool or, yep. or uh, not on the pool, like 10, 15 minutes with some weights and then like um, about 20 minutes in the pool. Um, if it's a double run day, I would do a shorter run in the morning, maybe like six miles. And okay. then, then a slightly longer run in the afternoon, maybe eight to 10 miles. Yeah. Okay. Okay, cool. And then, um, yeah, it's, it's not that exciting. <laughs> when you look at the Instagram and then you actually see it, a lot of it is actually just work. It's like training, putting in the work, going to get uh, to see the physio, going to see the doctor, going yeah. to get a massage. There's just a lot of that stuff in there. Yeah. Well, it's cool to see, right? Because for, for, for me and for the part, point of the podcast is how to turn your life around from being uh, in, in, on, the wrong, like on the wrong path and turning yourself to the right path. And from where you show through your Instagram and where you just explained to me how your life now is very, not that it's systematic, but it's, it's built on, on, on a goal that you have to be healthy. Yeah healthy and to to be able to run these these races that you run and to, to be able to spend time with your loved ones as well so yes. your, your life is is built to make you happy and you were at a point in your life that you weren't and you worked from 2014 to now to 2019 to be able to get to that point and it's it's really cool to see how um it's such a simple day is your perfect day right and yeah yeah thanks really man cool. that's really, really I think cool 
I think the point to make is is to find something that you're passionate about. Uh, I, I sort of mention this a lot in my social media, and and it, there's a lot of this in the world now, and it's sort of people pay lip service to it and say, ah, you know, no, do you this, have to. do something. But you actually have to actually love it because if you're doing ultras um, and you're in the middle of the night or three in the morning, it's below zero, it's freezing, you're hungry, you're tired, you haven't slept for maybe a night or two, you're running through into the second night. If you don't love it, you can't fake it. You know, you can't pretend these things. You have to actually have a passion to get up each day and love what yep. you do and, and be grateful for what you do and the life you have. I think that's why, uh, why I, I enjoy what I do so much. I just love the simple fact I can have coffee. I love the simple fact I have an amazing partner who, who um, shares the same sort of passion for the travel and running. I, yep. I have an amazing family and friends, you know, being grateful for those things rather than worrying about bills and, deadlines and all the other things I, I think if we were grateful for what we have rather than what we don't have i think the world would be quite different i 110 percent agree with what you just said that that's amazing um but like question for 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 me to you is so you you transitioned your your life from becoming uh from from where it was to now so you became healthy uh, and it's all thanks to running, right? It's thanks to that first run that you ran after having uh, that, that half a beer and in your jeans and everything. But if yeah. you would have to, to say one one thing that uh, running and becoming healthy has brought to your life that uh, you wouldn't have ever thought of having uh, from your life, your your previous uh, life, what would what would that be? I think my health. Like health? to be honest, w w without without the ability to be physically healthy um i didn't say mentally because ultra runners are usually a little crazy uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but without the um without the ability to like uh, be active and move uh and travel to these places i think my world will be a lot smaller and a lot poorer and i and that's that's my personal opinion. I, I, I have seen people who have got older. Uh, I mean, my mother passed away recently this year, and she oh, said before. She, thanks, man. I appreciate it. And she said, um, she said, the thing I value the most is the ability to still be active and do things. And she said, when you start to lose that, you realize that all the money and all the things don't count for anything. She said to, to have that in your life is the most valuable thing. And I sort of took that on board. And it really is because one day I won't be able to do what I do now. No, for um, sure. You can always so, be active. So I think the ability to, to the things that we take for granted when we're younger is our health. And I think that's like without that, um, there's so many things we just can't do, no matter how much money we have, because people that are sick, and uh, and would say i would trade everything i have to be able to do xyz and it's usually just move again or walk yeah. or walk without pain or you know yeah, yeah. so i think health, health. for me that, that's that's well that's honestly uh, the probably the best answer you could give right if you don't have your health you don't have anything in my opinion and that's what also yeah. made me 
changed my life around from being that 300 pounds that I was to now 185 and training and running and eating right. Wow, that's amazing, man. Yeah, thanks, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's why I found that like your story and my story really uh, relate to each other because I was the same thing. I was uh, very unhealthy. I was training. Uh, Drinking scotch, maybe not beer. Yeah. Drinking scotches, and uh, I, I don't drink that too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I uh, I found myself at a dark place, and I decided that uh, enough was enough, and I needed to change my life around. Right, and uh, one thing led to another, and that introduced me to the Spartan race, that introduced me to to running, that introduced me to weightlifting, introduced me to functional fitness, and now my day. Excellent. My day isn't a good day unless I'm able to sweat it out for at least 15 minutes. If I could get a sweat yeah, 15 minutes, I know my day will be uh, off to a good start, right? And Exactly. And, and you feel the times that you can't get it done in the morning, and for, especially for me. You feel it. I, I feel it that if I can't get it in the morning, I have to get it in at the afternoon or later throughout the day or whatever the case is. Well, until I get that, that workout in, that part of the day... Yeah is not as 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 greater it doesn't flow as it usually does and it's crazy to see how the how your health and your mind are connected and i don't know if you exactly have that if like you have that feeling as well as like if you let's say you mentioned that uh, you went like on a four-hour run today well let's say this morning yeah. you would have you would have planned to go on a four-hour run but uh, who knows you had an appointment or something that cut your run uh, um run early and you weren't planning on doing a second run today part of your day would be off balance if if you i don't know if yeah it's true so like it's it's crazy yeah. how to see how our health plays so much with our mind and 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 our thoughts and and how our days go it, it's totally true man i agree with you yeah 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 so um i saw on your instagram because you mentioned health and, and i want to bring this up too is I saw on your Instagram that in 2015, you had a, a little incident at a race, right? Uh, yeah, yeah, just a little one, yeah. 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 Um, I don't know if you want to talk about that. Yeah, no, that, that's cool. And the recovery um, process around all that. Yeah, um, I mean, I, I guess this is one of those things. Uh, I, I didn't talk a lot about it until um, probably I met Fran, and she sort of encouraged me to speak a little bit more about it. Um, because I didn't want to be known as a guy that runs with a heart issue. Um, um, but, you know, I've accepted that, that actually that's what it is. So uh, that's fine. And if it helps other people or gives them some sort of uh, um, uh, hope that they can work through their own health issues. I mean, I'm, you know, everyone's different. But, yeah, back to the thing. Uh, 2015, I hadn't been running long. I think I mentioned I started about yeah, 2014. Yeah, 2014. Um, so I was running a race down in the south of New Zealand, uh, in Queenstown, and uh, about, I don't know, I just didn't feel right that day, and I started to run the race, and I couldn't breathe, sort of got worse and worse as I uh, ran through the race, and I think I'd done about um, 13 miles, uh, and it was getting harder and harder to breathe, I had a pain in my shoulder, I thought I pulled a muscle. I thought maybe I've got the flu or a bug or something. Yeah. And uh, I got to one of the aid stations um, and I collapsed. I actually fell on top of someone. Sure. <laughs> yeah. um, and um, they called, uh, there was a, luckily there was an ambulance actually just up the road at the time. I just passed it um, running to oh, wow. this aid station. 
and the, they um, couldn't find my pulse uh, for a bit and they called the ambulance so I came to and they said uh, we think there's a problem with your heart and I said no I'm, I'm fine I'm just like got a bug um, I had a drink of water tried to sit up and fell over again <laughs> um, wow. sort of half passed out and they uh, pulled me from the race threw me in the ambulance zapped me through to the local hospital and did some tests and said, ah, oh, we think you, you're having a heart attack or you've got a, like a, some kind of major issue with your heart. And I'm like, nah, no, no, it's no, yeah. no impossible. It's like, I'm, you know, like uh, I'm not that old. Um, and they said, doesn't matter. Then they said, what about your genetic history? So, um, uh, I called my mom from the local hospital and she said, oh, yeah, both your grandparents died of heart. I didn't know my grandparents. They both died of heart attacks <laughs> before yeah. I was super young. Both my parents had had heart operations. Uh, da, da, da. Anyway, they then took me through to the cardiac unit of another hospital the next day, a few hundred k's away. Was, took me in an ambulance, um, did an angio, angioplasty, I think, and yeah. found I had, yeah, genetic heart disease. Shit. Uh, two of the left arteries i can't remember the technical names they left ascending something and something else um anyway they weren't in good condition <laughs> they, they had some some issues um but they caught it in time which is good um, yeah. um so they patched me up threw me out the door and i thought man that that was probably the second big thing apart from the earthquake that that i i sort of then said okay after that uh I really need to do the things in my life that I'm happy about because I don't know how much life I'm actually going to have. Yeah. Um, I, I probably looked at my diet a lot closer. I looked at the things in my life that were causing me stress. Um, I think at the time um, I was, you know, like I, I, I did mention, I don't want to talk too much about it, but I was going through like relationship issues that eventually ended in divorce Um there were just a whole lot of things in my life that I needed to change. And, and, and the way I reacted to stresses, um, business was one of them. I, I was so involved in making money and trying to get more, but more never made me happy. And yeah. I actually realized that maybe less would make me happy. And actually it, it's the more I got rid of stuff, the happier I became. Um, it's interesting actually the the stuff I ended up buying and, and owning started to own me because I was always, I had multiple cars, multiple houses, mountain bikes, toys, all sorts of, you know, things, but I was always maintaining them, dealing with them, fixing them, something to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, you were never enjoying so yeah, that happened. Yeah, that's right. And I never had the time to, to enjoy yeah. them, um, which was crazy. Um, you know, if, uh, I, I, probably could have uh if, if things had gone a bit differently and i uh, passed away there i would have been a wealthy guy that hadn't done anything <laughs> except work yeah. um i mean not you know i had beautiful kids and and a lot of other things but yeah you know um uh, friends and family etc but i hadn't really pursued the things that i was passionate about yeah well. so yeah so that that to come back from that that took a while uh, i think sort of six months to a year to, to work through the process. Uh, my doctors said not to run again uh, at the time. No more distance running, no more this and that. But I went and found a cardiologist who was also a runner. And, um, and she said, no, 
you can actually do it, but we'll, we'll manage it. We'll like work through a process. We'll see how your heart goes, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Sort of uh, did all that and came through the other side. Yeah. Nice. Well, that's, that's, that's a crazy story how, especially so early on in, in, in your, your life change and all that, that, that tragedy, like I'll call it a tragedy hit you and it just maybe flipped you upside down. You know what I mean? Like it, it turned your world upside down and, it made you realize how much more you needed this life change and it didn't yeah. push you away from it. It actually put you more into it. And I find that uh, amazing. And what like, what, what it segues into an, another awesome question of mine is how do you find that running and uh, well, let's say how, how running and working out um, helps you overcome certain life challenges that you come across. Yeah, I think uh, a lot uh, or, or hugely um, because I don't think that you learn so much about yourself from putting yourself in these positions of, of discomfort. And, and I think what I'm trying to do and explore with ultra running especially is where, where is the limit? What is enough? What is the point where I, I say I can't do this or I want to give up? And I think in this world now, it's so easy to be comfortable. We can order anything online. We can, yeah. we can, everything can be done for us, automated or paid for or service bought. I don't yeah. think we, we've, as, a, as some societies, I should say, have lost the ability to, to be uncomfortable and to be uncomfortable for periods of time. And I think, this is why I like to explore uh, this possibility with, with ultra running. I think it, it not only encourages you to be uncomfortable for long periods of time out in difficult situations, but also where you can bring that, the experiences from that back into your everyday life and learn to not get stressed about if this bill comes and you have to pay it or, or if this person annoys me or gets into an argument I have to be, I have to express my opinion or someone has to hear my voice. You can become a lot more laid back, a lot more relaxed about life in general and, and keep the day, uh, keep it in the moment in the day, keep whatever's happening right now, because that's all you've actually got. Yeah. You can't change yesterday. You can't live tomorrow. You've just got now. So I think that's what ultra running teaches you. Be in the moment, be in the now. I say it a bit on Instagram, one foot in front of the other, breathe in, breathe out. That's all we've actually got. So do that. Because people say, how do you run so far? You don't. Yeah. You, just, you just run one step at a time. You know yourself. Yeah. Like with your, your weight loss and your training, you, you can't do the whole workout in your head before you've done it. you just got to start and start. do it. Exactly. Yeah. And then one thing, one thing leads to another and then you're six months down the line and you lost so much weight or you... Are, are running half, uh, half marathons or whatever the case is. It's just that exactly. because we live, like you said, we live such in a fast-paced life that we want something. It's always at the touch of our fingernail, uh, fingertips, right? Uh, yeah. Our phones, our laptops. So we want to buy something. Even now, there, there's the apps there that if you want to order food, you don't have to go out to the restaurant anymore. They come and deliver. Exactly. So like, and, 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 I, and I use those apps too. Don't get me wrong. I'm yeah. not anti-technology or, or any of that. I think it's amazing. Actually, it's made my world so much easier yeah but it also but use but the things to give you time to do what you love not exactly not, not yeah 
exactly yeah. make it don't don't make them take over your life and and make you become unhealthy and then sick and 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 potentially ruin yeah. your life for no reason make them uh um uh work for you in a way yeah to, exactly like for you to be able to do what you want and how you want to do it. It doesn't have to exactly. be working out or running. It could be swimming. It could be biking. It could be so many other things, but just exactly. getting outside and doing something or even cooking. It could like, could be cooking. It could yeah. be whatever you want. Just do something that you love every day and, and you'll see yeah, that exactly. your life is going to change for sure. So most definitely. Uh, let's talk a bit about the, the, your races that you've done this year. So how, how many, how many races do you plan on doing every year? Like, is it planned ahead of time or is it just on a, a fluke? I see these races coming up and I join them. Um, yeah, some is planned. Um, obviously, we have to plan ahead for some to, to contact the races. Or, yeah. yeah, travels, um, flights, etc., accommodation, um, time of year. Um, uh, we try to follow the summer. So, so, like, we have summer here in South America. We're in the Southern Hemisphere. So, we try to, like, work in the Southern Hemisphere in the summer and then go to the Northern Hemisphere, uh, US and Europe in, in the summer as well. So, yeah. we, we try not to have too much of a winter because Fran and I both love the sun. So, yeah. Um, so, yeah, planning Montreal races. At this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. There's snow yeah. all over the place. <laughs> Yeah, you guys are just getting into it, aren't you? Yeah, 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 yeah it's crazy. Um, so yeah, planning races. Um, yeah, so so we pick a few, and then also we get contacted by events uh, and races, and sometimes a short notice. Sometimes we, we we get a bit of notice, and we we sort of have a combination of ones we want to do and ones that are like. Um, I can't, guess it's kind of like a job. They want us to to go there and do promotional stuff for the race. Yeah, for sure. And yeah, I mean, uh, be realistic. It's we we also have to eat and pay our bills. Um, we're, we're still the same as everybody else. And ultra running's not a um, it's not a it's not like playing uh, a professional sport like like I don't know no, baseball sure. or, or or football. There's there's no multi million dollar paydays. <laughs> For ultra runners, um, so yeah, so we, we do a mix of the ones we want and the ones that that we can do work at or our sponsors want us to go and run. Um, so this year, uh, let's see. Um, I think what have we raced? Um, a couple in Chile, some some of the local ones we've gone. Uh, then um, uh, Boston Marathon this year, I ran. Yes, I saw um, that. Nice. Yeah, it was fun. Um, then a couple of weeks later, we went to Madeira, um, Madeira Island Ultra Trail, um, which is an island in the middle of the Atlantic, uh, okay. Portuguese island. Super cool. Um, then, um, this was about 116 Ks, I think, from memory, yeah. but about 7,000 meters of climbing, uh, nice. three sevens, about eight, 18, almost 20,000 feet, 19,000 feet. Yeah. It's wow. a lot of climbing. Um, then Madeira. Then we went to uh, let me think. Europe, yes, Europe, and we raced uh, June, July, I think. Uh, Mozart 100 uh, in Austria. Um, Eiger Ultra Trail in Switzerland in the mountains. Nice. Um, then um, back here to Chile. I'm just trying to think. Chile. Ah, then we went to Croatia, uh, back to Chile, then back to Europe again, raced a stage race in Croatia, 
um, an ultra race uh, for over five days. And then back here, I paced my friend in a 100-mile race here in, in, in the Andes. Okay. Uh, did a, pace, a pacer rather than raced it. And then did then to Mexico just a few weeks ago to run 250Ks. Yeah. And I wow. think in a couple of weeks, we're off to... Oh, we're just going to see... I think we're off to Cape Town. We've got entries, Ultra Trail Cape Town in South Africa. Oh, nice. Um, but we just have to have to see how our bodies are. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, like, you you more or less have a, a race a month or you could go, like, a, a month or two without, uh, without racing and just training? Yeah, probably... Uh, or even every... a race... Every couple, every month, month to six six weeks, probably at this point. Um, but we we sometimes have like we do in blocks. Like we maybe do like two couple of races closer together. Then we'll have a month, six weeks, eight weeks off, almost two months. Then another two or three races close together. Then a, you know six weeks off. Yeah, because sure. and also we don't race every race. If we get invited to a race and it's a promotional sort of thing, this is something we're more just going to run. Yeah, you're gonna uh, enjoy actually, it. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna run it. We're gonna um, do some filming while we're there. Do you know, like um, Instagram? So and maybe, all that. yeah, exactly. So maybe we race one or two races a year, and the rest are just like uh, fun. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could call it. Yeah. And out of let's say out of the races that you raced this year, have you <laughs> have you podiumed uh, any of the races or? Uh... Uh, only in age group, not not um, overall podiums this year. Uh, I'm at the start of the year, unfortunately. Uh, the first race I did, I um, I tore a ligament in my ankle um, okay. during the race. I, I had a bad fall, and that sort of the first half of the year after recovering, I had to t I had to take uh, I think about six weeks off. Um, I was in a, a, one of those big moon boot things and oh, yeah, wow. I had to do quite a bit. Um, so that sort of like, uh, I couldn't really run as fast as I wanted to for probably the first half of the year. I had a few niggles with that. And the rest of the year, yeah, I haven't really had a goal race this year because of that. I, I've just focused more on finishing. Um, I, I think I, I won a couple of smaller races, uh, 10K something uh, it's local ones but nothing nothing big yeah this year okay okay cool and and i'm not an elite i'm just like a an old guy that loves to run so. <laughs> well i, I it, did exactly go go yeah I, I did uh last year was a lot better for for that kind of thing i had some good races last year but this year uh, i enjoyed all of them but yeah i i'm sort of more into recuperating this year yeah. than yeah then 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 winning and yeah stuff. but you don't need it you're doing it to enjoy your even if you're racing the race to race you're you're still enjoying it right you're not you're not exactly. doing it as a as a as a job it's no it's your, i mean your I, life. I, it's I, what you like to do it's it's what you exactly want. i mean i i've placed uh, i think i placed in the top like 10 overall in a few That's races this amazing. year which is which is good but yeah just uh um just off on not enough to be in the top three yeah <laughs> yeah so you you also mentioned at the beginning of the episode that you're 49 going on the big 5-0 shortly yeah so do you have any 
races or anything that you want to get done uh, for celebrating your mm -hmm. years of being alive? Mm, um, or have yeah, you that, not that, thought that, of it yet? <laughs> yeah, thanks for the idea. Uh, yeah, I have. I, I've sort of thought about it. Um, um, there's nothing like I really want to do that's super special. Um, we're sort of putting some projects together at the moment that, that's sort of going to celebrate next year. Um, some quite extreme stuff. Um, we'll, once again, I can't say too much because we haven't like finalized them and, and organized them yet. So if they don't happen, I don't want to say we're doing this and then it doesn't oh, of happen. Course. Um, of course. But um, yeah, some like, Uh, hopefully one of them is going to be a, a race in at really high altitude in the Himalayas, uh, nice. quite a long one, uh, be a few hundred miles. Um, that'll be a challenge in itself because it's going to be at, at really high altitude. Um, there's a few sort of events like that we're sort of trying to put together. Um, we're going to do some more ultra trail world tour races. In fact, Fran and I were just making a list. Uh, a couple of nights ago of, of our like projects and races for next year and we're just like working them all out but yeah to, i think just to celebrate that just because you're older doesn't mean you can't do these things exactly. and you, you don't have to do them at a level that if you just want to run a 50k race and that's that's what you love or a 30k race or find the thing you love, the distance you love. You don't have to go and run 200 miles or 500 kilometers or whatever. Find the thing you love and enjoy and do that. Yeah. I think, I think that's more important than, than there's so much talk in the ultra world of more extreme, more distances, more climbing, more, you know, like out of the way, crazy places. And that's cool if that's what you enjoy. But if you don't, just don't do it yeah. listen to yeah. your body listen to your mind also right you want to exactly yeah you want to do something that you're going to regret and then then not make you stay on that path of success and of health and of all that exactly Because something off if you do something and it ticks you off it might just ruin everything for you right exactly. um, a question i had because I've, I haven't done an ultra yet and 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 I'm, i don't think a lot of my actually no maybe some of my listeners have but What's the average running pace at an ultra race? Wow. Uh, this is one of those things that's, that's hard to quantify because each race is so different. It, that's, um, true. that's true. Yeah. Well, with a, with a marathon or a half marathon on the road, a 10K, a 5K, it's generally going to be within sort of 10 or 15 minutes of, of what you usually run, depending on wind, weather, hills. Yeah. With an ultra, it, a 50K can be four hours, four to five hours, yeah. or nine hours, depending on the, depending on the terrain. terrain. Yeah. yeah, but it's a lot slower, um, especially in the hilly, the like uh, mountain races. Like, you're going to be walking some of it. Obviously, the climbs, most people walk those. Um, you run the downhills, um, the, the flatter sections of trail, but it... it Yeah, there, there's no average pace I can recommend for anyone. Um, I would say figure out what you're good at. Some people are better at climbing hills. Some people are better at running down them. Yeah. Some people are better sort of on the rolling trails. Um, but I would say uh, I can't like 
anywhere between uh, uh, kilo, um, minutes a kilometer rather than I'm trying to think a mile pace. Um, no, you could do me. You could think minutes per kilometer. That's fine. Kilometer. Yeah, anywhere between like um, uh, like it's five to six minutes a kilometer to ten minutes a kilometer yeah. to more. You know, it, could, it really depends, depends on the race. Yeah, yeah. Sure. And what would be, let's say. I want to sign up for, uh, I don't know, a 60, 65K. What would be yep. the best uh, way to plan out my weeks in training-wise? <laughs> what would you suggest? Um, well, to be, to be honest, uh, 65K, if you've done marathon training, it's going to be... going to be the more or less the same. Yeah, reasonably similar. Your your long runs might be just a little bit more, uh, rather than the like twenty mile. I think is an average marathon long run twenty to twenty two miles, which is about thirty four kilometers. Yeah, you might do like a thirty eight k or forty k okay. um, long run, a couple of long runs, but it's not going to be so different. Um, once again, it depends on the race. If it's a sixty five with a lot of hills, um, you're going to be doing a bit more hill work just to get used to the the climbing. Um, but not so much is going to change. The, the, probably the thing that's going to change the most is time on feet. So you're going to yeah. need to get used to being on your feet for um, uh, not so much pace-based runs, but like um, you might be out there for eight to ten hours, depending on the course. Um, so you might need to go and do like a five-hour long run. So most marathon long runs wouldn't be more than three hours, maybe. No, exactly. Um, or less. So you might need to go and do a five-hour long run, which is not just all running, but like some hiking, some running, uh, getting used. Practice the things like the, the fueling, the food you're going to eat, the water, all the vest you're going to use, the gear you're going to run in. It's like getting comfortable with the equipment that you're actually going to use in the ultra race. A lot of people just buy a whole lot of stuff they don't train in it then they race in it and they get chafing they they get sick yeah, yeah. for sure for sure so awesome so we're, we're getting to the to the end of the podcast and what we usually do on the show is i always ask the um, uh, the person i'm interviewing uh the guest to, to give us three uh tips uh that would help the listener change their life and get on the path of a more healthier stronger and better uh, life so what would be three tips that you could that the audience could implement right away, or whatever the case may be? Just three tips to help them get to where they where, who to to uh, to get to, to make the best. change. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. Make, okay, get get to the best version of themselves they can be, or yeah, make exactly. the change. Okay, yeah. um, let's see. Tip one, uh, always for me, gratitude. Be grateful for what you have now, like not where you want to be, what you did have, what you didn't have, what you have right now gratitude that's always tip number one if you're grateful for the moment you're in today even if it sucks yeah uh, it doesn't matter be grateful uh number two uh healthy like changes and lifestyle changes aren't an overnight thing uh it's not going to change in 30 days you're not going to get abs working out 15 minutes a day for the next month it's if you and I'm not saying you need abs. That's yeah. like, it's, yeah. But if you want to get fit, I mean, you know yourself, it's, it's a process. It has to become a habit and part of your lifestyle, not something that you do for uh, 30 days and it doesn't work, so you give up. It's like, yeah. you know, put it, make it become a habit. So yeah, healthy changes take time, tip number two. 
Um, yeah, so gratitude, number one. Two, healthy changes take time. Um, <coughs> mm, another life-changing tip. Wow. Um, I think number three, find something you're passionate about. Swimming, dancing, biking, walking, cooking, uh, healthy food or healthier foods. Uh, find a thing that you actually love. There's a lot of people do things they like. Yeah. I think finding so, and I'm not saying it's easy. I kind of fell into what I love. But if you can find something you're passionate about, something you really enjoy, then do that. Actually, let's also mix number three and let's say kindness. Be kind, man. Be kind, people. Be kind to each other. Kindness is a universal language, even if as I travel around the world. If you're kind to people, if you smile at them, treat them with respect, man, doors will open for you. That's for sure. it. Just be kind for to sure. each other. That's amazing. Well, before, before we end the show, uh, where can people uh, reach you or learn more about you on social media? Well, okay. Um, Instagram at ian.morgan. Um, Facebook, just Ian Morgan. Um, uh, we've got a blog, which I, which I'm got a lot of things I'm working on to post on there. I'm, I'm a bit behind on the blog at the moment, but that's um, www.runtravellove.com. Um, also check out my partner's Instagram at Frankie Bar. She's uh, got a super good Instagram, and you'll see it when you look at it. Um, um, believe it or not, uh, well, I don't know if I should say this. She's a grandma, but go check it out. You'll see. You'll oh, see. Okay. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, so that's where you can find me. That's where you can find my partner, Fran. Um, we run and travel the world together. That's a whole other story you'll find out about uh, how we met, how we fell in love, how we lived in different countries, different languages, different cultures, or worked it all out, came together, and now we travel and run around the world, both put our jobs and careers, whatever, and we just do this full time. We're kind of like nomadic, ultra traveling people but <laughs> yeah i like that it's gonna be the subtitle of the podcast nomadic ultra traveling people <laughs> yeah it's a cool lifestyle man it just rocks yeah i could just imagine so ian thank you so much uh for uh joining us today uh especially all the way from uh, santiago um it was awesome to talk to you it was awesome to really uh learn about more about your story seeing it on instagram it's a lot of motivation. It, it gets me going when I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm a bit down, but learning and actually hearing it from you is just out of this world. And I think so many of the listeners are going to realize that anything is possible, especially after uh, those stories that you shared with us. So I just want to thank you so much for being on the show. And if you have any last words before we uh, sign off. I want to say thanks so much, man. I uh, really appreciate it. And dude, I, I'm gonna go and check out your story now. Like, I mean, like three, what was it? Three hundred pounds to one eighty, one eighty-five. One eighty-five, yeah. Two hundred. Dude, I, dude, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really gotta check out your story, uh, man. You, it, you. It's like sounds amazing. Yeah. yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, thanks, man. Well, thank you, uh, Ian, again, and uh, for everyone out there, keep living strong. If you guys like this episode of the Living Strong podcast. Don't forget to like, comment, and share wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please leave us a review. It will help us out so much. Thank you and keep living strong. 
thank you for listening and being part of the Living Strong podcast. Till next time, keep living strong.